And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air, the official podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com, where you can find our unique one-of-a-kind coverage of stories from Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties. I am Michael Graham with Inside Sources. Our news editor is the intrepid Linda Stein. Linda, how are you? Oh, hi, Michael. There's uh, no joy in Mudville since the Phillies lost last night. Well, remember, people can listen to this podcast anytime. So there may be multiple. They may have a ring by the time someone uh, sees us, although they do need at some point to hit the ball. My, my rudimentary understanding of baseball is at some point they need to hit the ball. That would be a good thing. This is so true. That's what I said. But then again, after a seven, nothing blowout, you know, maybe they had all their hits on the same night. Anyway, lots of hits and misses in Pennsylvania politics. Who better to talk about it than Jeff Jubilee? He's a former PR political flack now turned just plain PR flack at Bellevue communications. He also flacks away on television as well, offering his uh, insights. And we're delighted to have him on the Delaware Valley journal podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me. And um, given your logo, I hope uh, the Phillies will be ringing the bell soon enough. Well, that is the logo of Delaware Valley Journal. By the way, I've, done, you... a, I, I've done a lot of TV punditry and I find TV very annoying. I like radio and podcasts better because <laughs> on TV, you have to put on a tie, they have to do makeup, your glasses are a problem. This is much more fun. Well, it's interesting, Michael, because I always say, well, two things. One, I always say, well, you know, the old joke, uh, I have a face for for radio. <laughs> right. Um, but B is I always found in, in TV that it's really all what you just said, which is as nothing. I shouldn't say nothing. Right. Less to do with what you say and more to do with how you say it. And, and radio, too, of course. And how you look. I mean, people <sighs> will say to me, oh, I saw you on TV. You look you look good. And if I were to <laughs> say to them, yeah, do you remember what I said? No. Like, no idea. Oh, so when I was uh, first on talk radio through a series of flukes, I ended up on Bill Maher's uh, politically incorrect oh, wow. show and in uh, real time. I was on the first three of the first four episodes wow. and I would come back and talk to people about, you know, I had these great quips and I'm up against these big names, you know, like Dick Morris or whatever. And, yeah. And all I got was, you know, your hair looked funny. Right, right. Or, uh, who picked up that tie? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what the heck? That's, that's all they don't, yeah. they don't know. But you know, politics is the same way. So I'm going to ask you the big picture question about the race that people are focused on the most, of course, U.S. Senate race. Yeah. How does the race look from two standpoints? One is from political math and two from the storyline. How does the storyline of the U.S. Senate race, Pennsylvania, look to you? Sure. And, and I do think this is the number one race in the country. I mean, we have everybody... Every news outlet, I think, is is, is parked in Pennsylvania <laughs> uh, and will be over the next several days. You know, Michael, it's interesting. We could probably do this podcast every day through Election Day and there might be a little bit of a different narrative, right? I mean, yep. this is this is clearly, you know, quote unquote, a toss up. Um, I think that the, the, the storyline is 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 if it was a true race, you know, a running race, uh, Oz is either with Fetterman or is about to bound ahead. Mm -hmm. um, the question is the race is about over and the finish line is quickly approaching, right? Perhaps, although I think we can all agree. We're probably not going to know the result. Well, I predict we likely might not know the result of this election on election night. Um, I, I would be willing to bet large amounts of money that you won't for yeah, all sorts of reasons, yeah. smart yeah. and dumb and the ongoing right, right. unnecessary problems of handling yeah. good old fashioned voting but out of Harrisburg and it's just, I don't understand it, but I'm sorry. I interrupted. But anyway, ahead. no, we digress for a moment. That's another podcast, but it, 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 this race is, 
I believe that that the momentum lies with with Oz. The question is, is it enough? And 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 that's the big question. We don't know. I I wouldn't let's just say if 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 this was a pool and all the the elections that we were talking about, the gubernatorial, the house races, the um, uh, uh, the state legislative races, I would uh, not want to pick this one. It, it is it is really hard. And the thing that I keep reading about as a nerd in this you know, a junkie <laughs> is the polls. And and I, I don't know whether, and I think we had this experience in 2020, um, whether to trust them. Now, it, it, right. I clearly think the pollsters learned a lesson. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I don't distrust the pollsters. It's just, I'm not sure the methodology anymore truly captures what's going to happen. And, and, well, and, do you think Republicans are not answering pollsters? Because so, I've heard that. Yeah, I think that's the case, Linda, because of the distrust. But I think the pollsters, certainly the reputable ones, have accounted for that. Um, what, you know, not to get into, you know, again, nerdiness of, of politics is the weighting uh, of it, uh, if you will, W-E-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. What I mean there is I think they do account for, for the likely voters. I think they account for registration um, because they don't want to be wrong, um, as wrong as they were in 2020. Um, um, and so I, I we don't know, but I think that I certainly would, I feel like I almost have to give the Republicans like two points. Like I'm almost like automatically saying, if, if it's within the margin of error, I think it favors Republicans. If it's well, there, not, there's an then I Emerson it's, it's poll out person. today, 48-46 with um, Oz ahead. Well, it, there's a million polls, and I see, you know, uh, I mean, real clear politics, I mean, 538. Exactly, and, yep. They're all, let's just say, I think we can all agree that it's within the margin of error. So it's, it's, it's a toss-up. And so 48-46, 49-45. And then you, if you really get into this stuff, you got to look at how they're conducting the polls. Is this telephone? Obviously, they're now using mobile <laughs> because they're not reaching people on landline. Is okay. It okay. So, so this is why I interrupt you, Jeff, because this is where I think your PR chops come in handy. It's my experience that the the narrative, the story being told is far more powerful than any hinkiness between landline versus cell phone yeah. versus VR. And I, I think the story that's being told is, and, and this is why I want you to challenge me because if I'm wrong, I want to know. I think the story is, oh my God, you people lied to me about how bad uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman is. Is Oh my God, this Oz, this Oz guy is really not that weird as I thought. In fact, he's the kind of Republican Pennsylvania's elected in the past, kind of squishy, not a, you know, he's not a hardcore Mastriano type. And oh my God, the Republicans are going to win anyway. And so bandwagon effect, I want to be at the bandwagon. If I'm a soft Democrat, sure, I want to vote for Shapiro. But after that, what is my motivation to vote? I think that's the big picture story. And obviously other things like structural things and turnout, et cetera, can overcome that. But it's tough to overcome the narrative. In my opinion, you're the PR guy. Tell me what's up. Yeah, I agree with part of that. I think that, and again, it, the, the true informed voter, if you will, including Democrats who may not have voted for Fetterman in the primary or, or have some consternation is they're looking at the bigger picture, which is a 50-50 set. Um, and they may hold their nose. By the way, 
I think the Repu many Republicans they're going to vote for Oz are holding their nose as well. It's not like both of these guys are, uh, you know, going to be uh, going to change. <laughs> um, you know, they've beaten. I mean, they've taken a beating. Each of them has taken an absolute no beating um, from uh, from each other and from Oz from the primary. Anyway, um, I do think there there is an element of of sort of that moderate middle who may not be comfortable necessarily with either candidate, whether they're particularly right. You could have sort of more moderate to conservative Democrats if they exist anymore and sort of the moderate Republicans if they exist anymore. Um, and, and what is their um, criteria, I guess? And then what is most important to them? Of course, the issues matter, but then it becomes, well, regardless of whether I support Oz or Fetterman, my vote and, and whomever wins whoever wins the seat could determine the balance of power in the Senate. It, it, it seems almost very likely, I would not 100% that the Republicans will take the House. I mean, it all trends, off your election, party in powers, and, and, and Biden's very unpopular. So I, I, I think that's not in dispute. Um, the Senate clearly is, is gonna be neck and neck. Well, um, so how much do you think um, the a terrible inflation numbers are weighing down the Democrats? Oh, it, it is absolutely weighing down the Democrats. But the question then becomes, does that mean, you know, do, do I want, you know, uh, the, the Republicans? Because again, on a generic ballot, absolutely, I think, you know, you're seeing, I think most polls say I prefer a Republican, but when you get to the candidates sometimes, right. then you get to, well, but I'm gonna vote for the Democrat in my district. I mean, not everyone, of course, but there is that out there. And here's the thing with this race, I believe, is, is it's funny, I, I look at the, the two candidates who lost the primary. So on the Republican side, you had McCormick, David McCormick. I believe, and again, it's easy to say this now, exactly. David McCormick would have wiped Fetterman. Would have wiped them. Now, I also believe that Connor Lamb would have destroyed Oz. Oh, absolutely. So it, it's interesting that the two candidates we have, and again, it's easy <laughs> to say that now that the other two are, are gone, um, they're both really pretty unpopular right now. Um, it's interesting, and looking at the polls, even again, I know we're, we're going back to this, is it just not, Oz isn't very likable. And, and mm -hmm. it, it is not that it, it, it becomes sort of like who, who, Who's like me, quote unquote. Right. Um, the question is, but still, when folks go into that booth or folks are mailing in their ballots, it's still those who haven't done it yet, you know, it is it is really, um, Linda, you asked the right question. What are the issues? And I, I believe what we're seeing is, yeah, pocketbook issues are number one, um, and it it and it and it's not going away. Um, it's not going to go away before next, uh, you know, next week. Um, and, and I do think that's the most salient issue. And then it becomes, well, that means naturally I'd, I'd support the Republican, you would think Republicans, but candidates matter, candidate quality. So it, 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 it not that, 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 you know, Fetterman has, has had it, in my opinion, I don't think he's run a, a tremendous, regardless of his health. And that's been a factor in terms of his ability to campaign and effectively communicate, of course, but, um, I don't think the messaging has been, and we can get into that, Michael, that has mm. been terribly effective. I think well, I mean, really his, pro defense. his problem is just what you said about Connor Lamb. Connor Lamb would be a stronger candidate because on the issue set, he's more in line with the typical 
uh, Pennsylvania voter. Uh, John Fetterman, whatever his health conditions or anything else, the fact is he's kind of on the Bernie edge of the party. Uh, just like uh, you, know, you have Republicans like Mastriano, who I wouldn't even call him on the Trump edge. I think he's beyond the Trump edge <laughs> of the party. And so it doesn't matter if Mastriano is a smart guy. He certainly is. Military service, that's great. Yep. The fact is where they are when they approach an issue is just not that close to where the voters are. And if and I think what's happened is that over time, the race has turned from Oz is a weirdo to, wait a minute, Fetterman, What? He can't make a sentence and he's out with Bernie. Oh, now I got to rethink yeah. this thing again. And if you start rethinking that in an R plus three year, that's really tough for a Democrat. Yeah, it it, it is. I, it's going to be, it's, it's so fascinating. It, it, it's, it's, it's just, it, you know, now I just want my train of thought come back to me. <laughs> well, that's but okay. no, it's, it's, no, well, no, well, the issues actually, and sort of the candidates and their issues. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The, you know, Oz is, you know, he's, he's, uh, the image is he's walking on a balance beam. And he, he, you know, he had the endorsement of Trump. I'm sure he would say, if he had his druthers, he'd say, um, Mr. Former President, um, you don't have to come into Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, I'm okay. Um, you know, he's almost trying to walk the fine line. And it, uh -huh. it is, he's, that's not easy. Um, and, and it, he doesn't have sort of a clear, you know, he, he doesn't really have, I don't think he has real sort of strong stances on the issues. He, you know, he's, he's really waffled. And again, that's, I get it, you know, regardless of one's sort of moral fortitude, mm -hmm. Democrat or Republican, I think that I don't know really where he stands. He seems like he's in the image in terms of how he would um, govern if he's elected, like a Pat Toomey. Yep. Yeah, um, I think so too. Seems um, like that. And by the yeah. way, we all know his history. He was supportive, and I think gave money to Democrats in the past. He sure. Certainly, waff, you know, switched on the abortion issue. He's he's um, uh, the gun issue, and so he's he's again. This is the right year for him to run mm -hmm. because he. You're not. We're not hearing a lot about that because it's really been, I think, at this point of the uh, campaign, on the offense and the issues that seem to be most salient uh, of the economy. Number one. And then it becomes, you know, crime, which I think Republicans generically uh, do better than Democrats mm -hmm. on sort of their messaging around it. And really, it, you know, where the Fetterman, you know, I think has been on the defense where I think the Democrats have more of an opportunity is if they could talk about, you know, again, it's a little more you know, guns and, and, and other things. But the problem is they're in, even though Fetterman's not, Democrats are, quote unquote, in power. Right. So, so Jeff, what about the suburban counties? Um, do any of those races stand out for you with either the the state senate or the state uh, rep races? So most of them don't, only because of the way the districts are 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 put together. There, there are some though. Um, so in our region, I do think the um, Borowski Quinn race, the state house race. Um, in um, in Delaware County, uh, and Linda, correct me. Is it just Delco? Does it fold over into uh, any? I should know this, but I don't know if it folds over to the other uh, counties. But it's clearly suburban. Um, right, that right. race seems to be um, that should be a pretty close race, I think, and it'd be very interesting to watch on um, the election. Um, it became more of a Democratic district, but Quinn is the incumbent. Quinn is by no means uh, on the Trump side of the Republican Party. No, he seems um, very, very moderate. moderate. He's very, he has to be. I mean, I'm not saying he isn't in his, in his heart, but, but in the district, it's, it's, it's not a district that, that's going to elect a far right 
uh, Republican. Um, I think that's a really interesting race to watch in, um, in our neck of the woods. Um, what about the uh, Katie Muth state Senate race? You know, she's one of those kind of firebrand, you yeah. know, on the edge, super green candidates. I don't know that when, you know, gas and oil prices hit what they're hitting now, it's a good time to be stop the flow. You know, that just, it's not a good year for that. And I saw uh, Democrats for Florio uh, mailer that went out, you know, that some people inside our own party are cranky. Have you heard anything about that race? Wow, I haven't. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not following that one as no, much. That's right. It's, no, that's it's, fine. With too much out there, but she, you know, yeah, she's, she's, um, you know, I'm going to say love or hate her. It's, she's, <laughs> she's a tough, tough one, but, um, and she's had some issues, I know, with um, some internal. Well, then let me ask you the broad, more broad question. Do you agree that? You know, obviously 2018 was a great time to run against pipelines. And it's just a very different world right now to be the anti. I mean, why did John Fetterman say four times in two sentences, I support fracking? Well, partially because I don't think he'd realize he said it before, but uh, partially because he has to support fracking. It's just yeah, it's, a it, different environment for those candidates who, you know, six, four and six years ago really owned particularly the NIMBY aspects of the pipeline construction in the Delaware Valley. Well, that's gone. The thing's in the ground and people are saying, wait, you want to stop? You want to have fewer fossil fuels? I'm not sure it's the same math today as it was then. Yeah, it's timing. I, I, I think that it's just not rising to the level given where we are as a country, where we are um, uh, with the particularly, um, the economy. Um, I think that when you see the, I think that most people, when you talk about, you know, if you want to do something on climate change, of course, but do you want to do something here if it's going to cause this other effect? Well, I don't know. So, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I think it's, it's not salient. I mean, it's, exactly. it's just not rising to the level. Um, you had said something, uh, you know, it, oh, it, you know, it, with um, youth and so forth. I, I think it's just, you know, the, the districts, it's just, it's, it, it just seems like, I don't know. Oh, the other, sorry, I, the other race I'm watching, I'm crossing the river. I'm okay. watching New Jersey a little bit. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think, I think there's some, you know, we saw what happened to the governor's race last mm -hmm. year. It was like, whoa, whoa. Can I, mean, can I interrupt you real quick? Are you one of the yeah. people like me who thinks what happened in New Jersey last year was more shocking than what happened in Virginia? I was far more yeah, amazed by the absolutely because even though the Republican didn't win, it's like holy crap! This is a mediocre candidate at best with no yeah. money in a bluer state. Wow! Yeah, it did because Glenn Young Kim is the ran the what is what looks to be the playbook, um, at least for then. Um, and in moving forward, you're seeing a lot of candidates across the country try to adopt that playbook that, that the Virginia governor did to to win in a in a very um, competitive state. Um, like Pennsylvania. So in Jersey, I'm watching the Andy Kim race um, because I think Healy um, is a wild card. He's a different type of candidate. Um, he sort of, you know, comes off. He's almost like, again, I'm not comparing him from a stance's perspective, but like he's a little like Fetterman in a way, in the sense of, hear me out. Um, he's like a former, like he plays in a punk rock band. <laughs> okay. He, you know, he's, he owns his, you know, he's part of his family's, he's done very well. Right. It was yacht business, but I think that race now, the district certainly leans for Andy Kim. Um, and I think it was drawn a little more to favor him even more since the last election. But um, that's good. I think that's going to be a race to watch, a real barometer. Um, if that's really close or Healy gets the upset, watch out across the country, because that to me is very indicative 
um, because of what happened in 2021 in New Jersey, where folks clearly were more folks were clearly like, I'm I'm for I'm for change. I I don't want it to be the status quo. Well, talking about change is, um, I know Mastriano is way behind in most polls. Uh, and it appears like Shapiro is probably going to be the winner. However, I keep encountering these angry parents about what's going on and what's being taught in the schools, whether it's CRT or what they say are obscene books, um, tra uh, transgender curriculum, and not telling the parents. Um, do you think that that could be any sort of an issue? It, I don't, Linda, because I think in, in and I, in full disclosure, I'm on a school board in Randor Township, so I want to be clear and be open with, with the listeners. Um, so, um, but I'm answering this from a political analyst hat, not from a school board hat. Um, Linda, I, I have not seen that, besides maybe in Central Bucks, um, the numbers. So it's clearly the volume um, in the sense of uh, the outcry um, from some in the communities um, across Pennsylvania that, that, that are concerned about those issues. I just don't see it in terms of like a majority. Um, you know, it, it, it happened in, in, in some school board races last year and, and, and not in others, but um, certainly not in the gubernatorial race. I, I think Shapiro, again, almost, yes, Doug Mastriano was helped by being ridiculously out there um, and a whack job and frankly, in my opinion, uh, anti-Semitic. Um, but it, it, that being said, um, Shapiro is, it's not a, it's not Fetterman. Shapiro is a moderate. He's got a record and, and he really doesn't, you know, he's, he's come out really in favor of, of some school choice programs, which is not typical for Democrats. So I, I think that's not going to play in, in the gubernatorial race, more local races, I think. Well, listen, we really appreciate your time. My final uh, thoughts are that the, what you just said about uh, Josh Shapiro describes a guy who's a Democrat who's easy for Republicans and Republican-leaning independents to vote for. And I think in the Senate race, you've got the uh, reverse situation because of the weirdness of Dr. Oz, who's this, what, he's a TV guy, what, who is this? What? <laughs> he's, he's a TV guy who's not really a conservative who was picked by Donald Trump, I mean, that it, it, it's harder for Republicans to say, I'll, you know, I'll absorb Fetterman's issues on ideology and health than it is for moderate Democrats and them leaning independents say, you know what, neither of these guys is great, but Oz seems normal and he's not one of those kind of Republicans. And that's why I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Shapiro and Oz, and there will be a minimum of 52 Republican U.S. senators. I threw it out there, Jeff. Uh, My, I yeah, okay. that, so I'm, I'm challenging you to do the same. Uh, thanks a lot. In a and then how well, you don't have to, you can whip out. This, I mean, that's fine. You can whip out. Afterwards. So I, I can't, you know, I can't disagree. Um, <laughs> exactly. So just because it's, you know, we don't, we don't have fun here. Um, so, so I think it's, it's going to be, uh, and I'm interested that we, I'd love to know like where you think, I guess, Pennsylvania one and Georgia and Nevada. The other so you've got, three. here's a, here's a math problem that the Democrats yeah. have is uh, Republicans have legit pickup shots. I, I happen to cover the New Hampshire debate last night. And you think uh, they got a shot there. Not only that, I think it's I okay. think the Democrats done. I think she had a very bad debate night and she's been trending the wrong way. There have been four polls in a row that have her losing or tied. Wow. And she's I mean, not a very popular person. I thought that Boldick, he's, he's, he's terrible. Uh, no, Boldick's terrible. Boldick is, and all you know, he's stuff. he's ter he's terrible, but he's 
matching the moment and she's not. Okay. And so four polls in a row in a state that like, wow. you know, Pennsylvania is a lot better at electing Republicans to federal office than New England states are. They hate to do oh, it. Yeah. There, are, there are 33 members of the House and Senate from New England, and only one of them is a Republican out of 33. They have three governors in New England, Republicans do, but one member of Congress. So and so they're not you've got, typical so, Republicans. Exactly. So you've got <laughs> so so this weird year, you've got pickup chances in New Hampshire, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia. That's four legit pickup chances. And I don't know how many of them they're going to get, but man, it's going to be tough in a year where things just keep breaking away from Democrats for them to hold all of those. And then you have the weirdo pickups in Colorado and Washington State. That's the you know freak, freak circumstance. Where <laughs> is the where is the comparable for Democrats. They got so one pickup shot. I'll say 50-50. I'll say we're, we'll squeak out Pennsylvania. Wow. I know it's-, it's And you're going to hold city. all those up? You're going to hold- No, I think we win. I think they hold Georgia. Um, I think Herschel Walker, but talk about the worst candidate in the world. <laughs> um, and, and God, I mean, one thing I give Republicans though, I mean, Man, they stick behind their people. <laughs> like, well, they so they have ugly primaries and then they rally back together. Yeah, but they, Democrats have yeah, they, almost no primaries or lopsided primaries, and then they the Democrats the are better at their own. Over. Yep, Democrats absolutely. Are, um, so that's, that's the math problem. Oh, is, you, yeah, and I forget what um you had another prediction besides the Senate. What was the oh uh, Shapiro wins and oh, yeah. Oz wins. That's my problem. oh yeah yeah. Well, it's hard for me. I can't cook it myself. I, I yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna listen. I'm gonna like look at me past the buck, like the. No, you. you I, it's you, hard for me to predict the odds. You pass all your men race just because uh you know I have friends I, on every I, side. I understand. I understand. But, I will just say but, that. But but, 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 but do you remember? But, do you remember 2006? I do. 2006 for Republicans. That last week, they all knew. I mean, they they'd stopped trying to plug the ship. They were looking for flotsam and jetsam to flow out. It was just over. And yeah. there's a lot. I thought I think President Biden's decision to try to close hard on the democracy fight—that's yeah. not it. That's not a uh, uh, you know a, a pull it, a convince independence issue. That's a motivate your base issue. Oh, the focus yeah. on abortion still still abortion made sense six weeks ago to get your base energized, but you need to move on, and they haven't been able to move on. I, I this feels a lot like 2006, but the other way. And Interesting. Could be I, wrong. I, and America's politics weird. I think polling is still broken. And so we're going to find totally out. Wrong, we have, you will well, mock Michael, me. We have to come back together because there's going to be a lot of postmortem, <laughs> ton of postmortem on this election. We we could spend hours upon hours, but uh, but it it, I do think that that um it's re right. You said that right now it's it's you better get your base out. It's nice to try to mm -hmm. get that ten percent if if it's that in the middle, but. You better and and the Republicans are more enthusiastic. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The question is, um, are Democrats going to come out and meet their moment? Yeah. And um, we're going to find out. We will, and we know a little bit more than we did because we talked to our uh, new best friend, yeah, Jeff Jubilee, here on the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. Jeff, thanks so much for your time. Thank you both. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.